Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. We're live, officially. Well, yet again, as live as we can be when we're sitting here with a recorder in your living room. But I'm with my good friend, Nicole Goddard. And I feel like, I feel like I've known you for years and years and years. It's true. Yeah. But um, I have the, the privilege of knowing you as a friend and as a photographer in the industry. And as I said to you before we got started, the thing that I really wanted to, to focus in on today, we don't even have that much time together. I have to run to the airport. But um, is this topic of creating freedom for yourself as a photographer. Now, that fits the photographer's edit brand, but I think this is applicable to really any photographer in the industry. Um, I think one of the major benefits of being an entrepreneur is the, fr- the freedom, the flexibility that you can have. And yet so many photographers don't actually capitalize on that. Anyway, I'm talking too much. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> no, I love this. It's so informal. We're, we're sitting on a, a couch in our living room and just having conversation, which is really what I want this podcast to be about, just very real conversations. But seriously, you've got so much to offer with regards to this topic of creating freedom. Tell me, first of all, a little bit, tell everyone a little bit about your business, where you're based, what you do, and then let's dive into what you've done in the last year or so. Sure. So... I'm based here in Venice Beach, California. I've been in business for 15 years. Um, It's hard to believe how time has flown by. Um, I've been full-time for maybe eight years. Um, I started pretty much in college. Um, And And Do you have a photography degree? Yeah. So I I have a Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Photography from the University of Washington up in Seattle. I moved down to L.A. in 2007 um, for the simple reason of sunshine <laughs> and I have family down here so it kind of the transition made it really easy for me um, and I'm here and I'm super happy and um, I try to set you know awesome intentions every year and I somehow manage to achieve those um, and what else were you asking me <laughs> well you're doing a combination of, of wedding and portrait oh, photography yeah. so I am I specialize in weddings and lifestyle portraits um, I really love environmental portraits. Those really speak to me. I love the psychology behind it. Um, I love finding the beautiful light and composition. All that gets me really excited. Um, but I do I do a ton of weddings. Um, actually, not a ton of weddings. That's my bread and butter. That's what I do most mostly. Um, but I'm trying to make them not as much every year yeah. um, and focus on other things that excite me. So... Um, but yeah, and my new website actually is going to be launching today or tomorrow. Whoa, I'm really no excited. Way. I just need to get a few um, things to my um, web developer guys. So okay. super excited about that. Yeah. So you sent me a picture, I think, uh, what, two days ago of you with Tony Robbins. Part yeah. of, I mean, you, do, you shoot weddings, you shoot portraits, yeah. families and so forth, but yeah. you also do some commercial work I do work some commercial well. work, some celebrities. Some, um, lo- that would happen to be a corporate event. Um, it was the groundbreaking um, ceremony for the Los Angeles Stadium, okay. and my client um, was, is the Bank of California, who has the naming rights for the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a last-minute gig. I got I got call uh, the 
their PR guy called me like three days before the event was frantic are you available Tuesday morning I'm like what are you talking about what are you doing I'm leaving for Burning Man in a few days I I don't know if I have time he's like you have to do this this is life one of a lifetime opportunity you have to come and do this I'm like okay Ron I'll I'll make it work I'll I'll make it work you know and then and then I get all like the breakdown of what I'm shooting and my jaws dropping I'm like oh I gotta shoot Tony Robbins I just watched his movie on Netflix I was so happy about that and Magic Johnson Will Ferrell funny man Will Ferrell I was pretty much five feet away from him the whole time um and some congresswoman was there you know a lot of political people were there and it was really exciting you know like my like I don't like corporate events I think they're really boring but when you're around a lot of inspirational people and you know people who yeah are celebrities but more like people who are making a difference that gets me excited so to be able to do that and I just went up to Tony Robbins and I was just like I overheard him talking about the movie on Netflix and I just butted in I'm like oh my god I just watched it two weeks ago I was so moved I cried a lot he's like well I hope you laugh too I'm like every emotion <laughs> came out you know so yeah that was that was fun I got a picture with him yeah he's massive and he's I think we talked about life. that that documentary briefly to it in text or something at one yeah. point it, I, yeah. same way for me that there was certainly um, it was entertaining but my goodness it was extremely emotional what what yeah. he does is really powerful but I think what's cool is you're a very intuitive person when it comes to the, the idea of energy, energy yeah. that other people exude. I can only imagine the two of you guys in the same space, the amount of, I mean, because the, the positive energy, if you will, that, that he exudes is, is just mind-blowing, right? Right. Um, I try to rub off, the, I mean, I got to hug him, so I'm like rubbing his good, you know, mojo energy, and yeah. um, I've been kind of buzzing since, so I think yeah. it definitely is everlasting when you meet that man, even just for 20 seconds, but... It was interesting photographing him. I've never photographed somebody who who has so much light in their eyes hmm. and who is genuinely happy to be alive and to be thriving. And I, I swear when I when he was up on stage and they were doing the big reveal and there were so many of us photographers, there's media, there was Getty, there were other private I was the private photographer for Bank of California. But for some reason I felt like he was looking at my camera a lot, you know? But I think he was doing that to everybody. He just has a way to connect with people it like nobody sense. else. Yeah. And I'm that's freaking cool. Yeah. So that And it doesn't feel cool. fake. No. Right. No. Yeah. Right. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's contrived or or fake at all I felt I felt it felt like a gen it felt like it came from a genuine spot in his heart and that was really freaking cool so and that makes I, I remember from years in photography the times that I got to photograph people who had that type of positive energy about them where you felt like you were um you were actually getting to connect with the real them soul. if you will yeah. yeah the soul of them if you will mm-hmm. um that that experience is so much more enjoyable Oh, yeah, it's about that versus the technical aspects of the photography, I think. It's more about the connection, and that's what kind of feeds my soul is when I can actually connect with others. But I was nervous around him. I just didn't know what to say. I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, and and he's like the most – he doesn't judge people, you know, and I know that about him, and – I, you know, I just, I wanted to come off in a, in a good light and I was nervous and I don't get nervous around celebrities, but with him, I don't know. I was just, he's, he's such a hero of mine, you know? Yeah, for so, sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, take us back. Uh, I don't know. It's been about what, eight months, a year or so ago when you made this proactive decision to free yourself up even more than you already did. You're, you're, you're moving around pretty consistently mm-hmm. and you've created a, a pretty free lifestyle for yourself as a business owner, but you made a more concerted decision to free yourself up even more than you already were mm-hmm. and travel 
mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. um, in a way that people would, many people would be envious. Even entrepreneurs who are maybe get to travel uh, on an occasional basis. Mm-hmm. You created this lifestyle for yourself in the last six months to a year or so. That's pretty incredible. Thanks. So take us through that journey, kind of where it started and then how you set everything up in your business to enable you to be able to do that. Sure. Um, so it was sparked off one year ago, almost today. Um, and it was my first journey up to Burning Man in Black Rock City, Nevada. Um, my life changed and transformed. It was definitely the most transformational week of my life. I know that sounds cliche. Everybody says that, but it's true. Um, the art, the connections, the people I met, the the it was very hard up there, but I learned a lot about myself and I could trust myself even more. When you say it was hard, what do you mean? It was that? hard. The conditions are hard up okay. there. It's very, it gets really hot during the day, really cold at night. Um, you have to, you're, you're self-reliant. You have to bring all your own stuff up there, your water, your food, your clothing, your home, everything. And so it's challenging, but all the excitement and the positive positives that, that the playa has to offer outweighs all anything that could be negative because you can just focus on what is instead of what's not. So that was really that was kind of set the tone for the for 2016 for me. So from there I met these wonderful beautiful people and started connecting with them and engaging with them throughout the year whether it's going to little music festivals or just having weekend gatherings or or playing music on the beach or dancing. I started dancing a lot. I started, I got really into electronic music. I never liked that. I'm from Seattle. I'm from like the Nirvana, you know, the Nirvana and Pearl Jam days, like the grunge. And now I'm just like really into like this, this, this beat of electron, electronic music. Um, and so I started kind of playing a lot, you know, I never played or, uh, in my twenties, I was so focused on my career. And then I just started seeing, you know, knowing how life is so fragile, I started losing people in my mm-hmm. life and just wanted to embrace it and know that our, really our life on this planet is like a flash in the pants. So I just want to want, want to bring in more joy and excitement and fun, um, to my life. So, um, so January, 2016, I actually got really sick for about a week and a half, um, and I was laying here on my couch where I'm sitting with you right now, and I'm looking at my office ac- across across my house, and I just didn't want to go in there anymore. Um, I just wanted to go explore more. And so I set my attentions to um, glow, flow, and grow. That was kind of like what I wanted to do. I wanted to go out there and glow. And then if I'm glowing, if I'm doing me, just being me and and seeing the world the way I see it, and then and then flowing into that glow, right? So I'm just flowing wherever the wind blows me and then growing from it. So I'm becoming the better me and and helping other people along. You know, I want to help inspire people. And so with that, um, that was January. Come, I In order for me to go to more music festivals and travel more, um, financially, I wanted to be responsible with that. So I had to, you know, in order to do that, I was going to have to take on a, less, a lot less work. So I was going to cut my work in half. Whoa. Living in Venice Beach is expensive. Absolutely. Um, my, my rent is really expensive. So how am I going to do that? I got a roommate. I haven't had a roommate in 10 years, you know, in a really long time. And so I transfer. I took my office out of my room, converted it back into a bedroom. I have an extra ba- bathroom. And I got a roommate, um, which has alleviated a lot of any financial stress. Um, so I have a lease with him for a year and he's become one of my best friends. Mm. So that just, it all worked out. You know, we found each other on Facebook and we had 28 friends in common. I called a bunch of friends, vetted him and boom, he's, he's in here. He's actually on the way up to Burning Man right now. Um, 
So we become good friends. And um, it's really, it's as simple as that. I cut my living expenses of half. So therefore I could work, work half. It's not that hard. You know, I started buying experiences versus things. You know, I, I go thrift store shopping for my clothing and my clothing has, has never been cooler than before. You know, it's like... You so happen to be in this retro trend that that just absolutely fits, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's um, it's it's been exciting and fun and definitely like some hard, you know, hard parts, but not not that many. I don't know. But you, you made, and, and I think this is a theme that I'm seeing in the, the various conversations with, that I'm having with, with photographers for this podcast is... The notion of proactivity, right? The, it's many times just simple proactive steps to make change that do the trick. And in your case, you made a simple, very practical choice very practical. to cut your living expenses, which then enabled you to be able to shoot less mm-hmm. and then travel more. So what was the first big trip that you took? Um, I actually went with a group of 14 people. Four of us were photographers. Um and we went to Scandinavia and the Arctic. So we went up to Finland and Lapland, Finland, and saw the Aurora Borealis dancing the night away. Um, we stayed in those igloos, those those glass igloos. And um, I'm sure a lot of you have seen them online. They went viral a little while ago. And it was pretty magical. Where you're literally just you're laying in bed and you can look up and see the lights, right? Yeah, however... All of us were out. Were so busy out being outside taking photos okay. that by the time we got back in the igloos, we were all so tired, and I just went to sleep. And the, <laughs> and, the, and the and the light, the night stopped dancing. It went okay. black, you know. Okay. And so, it. I wish I had more nights in the igloos, but really, I was so focused on getting these epic photo, you know, photos. And I'm really into yoga, and um, I had one of the girls do some yoga in uh, underneath the aurora borealis. It was magical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to I went to Denmark, Copenhagen, and then I went to Stockholm, Sweden. So places I never thought I would ever go, but I had this opportunity, and I said yes. To me, this year is almost like the year of yes, right? I'm just like doing. People ask me to do stuff. I'm like, okay, it's getting out of my comfort zone. Okay, let's do it. You know, let's go. I'm I'm in. Um, and that's and that's unique. I've been a little bit more conservative with decision making, and now I'm just like jumping on board to to so many different things. And what have what have the major like if you were to pick say two or three benefits of kind of letting go a little bit and just living what what would you say the benefits were personally or professionally I don't know um I don't know letting go of trying to be perfect or trying to like please other people all the time because that's impossible um and just just continuing trying to find my inner voice um and I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. It seems like connection seems to be a theme too. I mean, you're getting you're getting to travel and have these incredible experiences. But... Yeah, it is. I think it's more about the people you're with yeah. and more about um, the friendships that I've made um, and constantly connecting with them. I mean, even having a roommate here, like I'm never, I'm usually never alone. Mm-hmm. This last day, this is the first time I've been alone in my place for a while, you know, and that's actually nice. It's nice to have that balance. I think, I think it's, I think the goal is to always have a balance between, you know, a healthy work life, but a, but even a healthier personal life. Would you say you made this practical decision to cut expenses so that you could travel more? Were there certain things that you did in mm. your workflow, the way that you run your business, interact with your clients that, that freed you up a little bit as well? Did you yeah, let that? me actually back up. Sure. Um, I also saved a lot of money over the last many years. I'm very wise with my spending and really wise with saving. Mm-hmm. So it's not just sharing my, it's not just cutting my expenses in half. It's also 
Um, and it's not even genuinely in half. I'm, I'm still paying more because I have, a, you know, more space here than he does. But um, it's it's more of like having like kind of tapping into my savings account. And I'm perfectly fine doing that. I think we have to live for the now, you know, still plan for the future. But I think live live for the now is most important because you never know what's around the corner. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. But as far as like systems go, I have like a I, I keep it simple. I have a really awesome Excel sheet that, you know, for every shoot that I have, I have these checklists that I do. Um uh, right currently, because I'm taking so little shoots on, I am doing my own edits. <laughs> um, but, you know, once I get busier, I will be outsourcing that again, mm-hmm. like I have in the past. But for now, when I actually do do get to edit, it, to me, it's a little uh, meditative for me. So yeah. I don't I don't cringe, cringe doing it just because I'm not shooting as much. Um, and I'm doing really, like, I've never been quicker. You know, my turnaround for weddings have been like three weeks lately. And I used to be like three to six months. I just did not know how to handle it. Uh, and just being more efficient and my quality um, has increased a lot from that too. I think possibly because I'm even more happy, you know, in my life. Cool. So, yeah. And how do you handle communication with your clients when you're on the road? Do you... Everything, however they want to communicate with me, I'm open to it. Okay. Um, whether it's texting or Facebook Messenger, um, I don't care. Um, I don't really set too many. I know you set a lot of boundaries with that, you know, and um, I think that's great for some people, but um, I'm really kind of open to communication pretty much at all hours. But if, you know, if I don't answer, it's, it's because I'm sleeping or because I'm doing other things and that's fine, you know, and people know I have a life outside of work, obviously. Um, so I don't know. I think just being set, set, setting expectations to, to my clients are really important. It's interesting you mentioned that word because that's what I was thinking of What's too. That? Do you create expectations? So yeah. do you, how do you create those ex- expectations for the clients? Do you kind of give them a heads up ahead of time? Hey, this is how I handle communication. This is the kind of time frame that you may wait to hear back from me. Or no, not really. I think it's. I think it's kind of some of it's within my actions. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I do mention time frames of when when things are going to be done or 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 where I'm at right now. I'm like, hey, I'm leaving town. I just got this text message earlier today. Um, from a client whose engagement photo shoot I did, and and it, they took they it, they wanted me to do a a, a a more refined edit on one of the photos, get rid of her bra strap, you know, and um and it took her a while to get back to me, and I said, you know, I'm actually leaving town on Saturday, and I'm back, you know, the seventh. I I I will I will handle this when I get back, and um and she was she was great. She's like, okay, you know, it took her a long time to get back to me, and so I'm just really clear with them, you know. It's not, I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're keeping it simple. That's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Keeping it as simple as I possibly can, um, and and I outsource like my album design. I don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just placed an order yesterday for an album, um, so I don't know. Do you? So you're getting ready to go to Burning Man now. You were actually showing me just a few minutes ago this this. It's called self, a. What's it called? It's called a, um, a swamp bucket. Um, and basically it's an air conditioning DIY air conditioning unit that can reduce my tent by like 10 to 20 degrees. So yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a, a bucket that you just run at Home Depot. And, it is and, a Home Depot bucket. Yeah. And then it has cooling pads. It has, um, a computer fan, like a, like a high powered computer fan, a, a water pump. And I'm not, I'm not. Uh, an engineer by any means and I don't really know exactly how it works and I'm going to bring all the parts and my roommate's going to help me because he's so good at this and I just can't necessarily figure out myself um but yeah it's kind of fun it's been it's been fun to create 
things that I've never done before. And this is one of those. So that's really incredible. So you're going to go to Burning Man. Do you have, are you going to continue this lifestyle? Do you see yourself doing this for an extended period of time? And that's the, that's the beauty is the unknown, right? Like you can, you can set your intentions and stuff. That's all you can really do. I don't know. Um, three weeks after, um, I'm going to another little festival called Symbiosis, um, which is on a, a water reserve. So it's, it's going to be lovely and beautiful, and um, I'll be able to swim and stuff for, cool, for to cool down out there. And I think that's like a thirty or 40,000-person festival. Wow. Yeah, it's versus 70 at, at 70,000 at Burning Man. It's not, Burning Man's not a festival. Let's be very clear with that. Um, and then I, I'm booked every weekend until November. So... Whether it's a wedding or going to see my family in Seattle um, or going up to San Francisco twice. Um, I'm shooting. I just booked an, a little elopement in Napa. Um, so I'm, I'm busy, but it makes me all really happy because it's doing stuff that I love. I love it. It's a beautiful balance, too. Thanks. I think that's the key is balance. I think balance and connections, you know, and love. Like that, those are, those are three words that I'm constantly, you know, going for or and acting I, upon. I talked uh, in, in our last uh, podcast episode, I was speaking with my friend Katie and we were talking about uh-huh. this idea of balance. It's a funny word because it is very arbitrary. It's very subjective. But you, for you, what does that mean? Especially in, in this lifestyle, which is very unique for, again, for most photographers, the notion of you know, cutting their business and or the, the, the their expenses in, in half and, well, and cutting back in business and every- going and traveling. That's a That's a... Like, it would just blow their minds to even consider right. going in that direction. Well, everybody has different lifestyles, sure. and it's all in perspective. Like, I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't I, – all I have to do is take care of myself. Um, and it's – to me, it's not hard because I have that – I have that accessibility of being able to go, you know, go wherever that I want to go and not have a responsibility for a pet, for a child, for a husband, any of that as far as right now. Don't get me wrong, that's something I want in the future. But for now, that's just not happening for me. So um, I got I, I got a little, like, worked up about that last that last year. And so I decided that was one of the reasons why I started glowing, flowing, and growing because, you know, I put all this effort into dating. And now I'm just like, well, if I just be me and go out into the world, I'm meeting more people organically than I ever have before. Um, versus when you're not forcing when it. I'm not, yeah. When I'm not forcing it. And that's been a beautiful thing. Um, and I've made lovely connections with with people um, of all sorts. So I forget what your original question was. Well, we were just talking about the idea of balance. Because oh. balance, I think, typically people, I mean, you think about kind of that old school scale, right, where it balances. You have an equal amount, in this case, personal and equal amount, business. Yeah. Um, and it, the reality is it, it does, as you say, look different for everyone. Everybody, yeah. I would say my personal life uh, definitely outweighs my business life right now um definitely it's more like i don't know 60 40 (laughs) or something but you've been you're not you're not just being flippant about your business you've been very proactive and intelligent in the way that you've you've created some structure for it you've been smart with your finances and so again at that that notion of proactivity you've very purposefully created this lifestyle for yourself that allows you the freedom to be able to to prioritize your personal life and 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 connecting with people and traveling yeah, I think um, and not I, stressing about the business I think side. one of the keys is just solid workflows, you mm-hmm. know, solid workflows and template emails and 
um, those those little things that might take a little time to set up. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. But once you set them up, then it kind of it's not it's almost automated in a way. Yeah. Um, I don't have to think about think about it too much. You know, I can multitask a lot better, even though there's really no such thing as multitasking. <laughs> um, our brain can only do one thing at a time. Some people can just do it a lot quicker than others. Sure. Um, and so I, I, I'm somehow pretty good at that. I don't know. So before we kind of close out yeah. the, the official or formal sure. conversation interview. So funny. <laughs> I know, it, is, it is funny because we're just, we're just speaking. That I told you before I even got here, I said, we're and just, I'm nervous. We're I don't just like having a conversation as friends. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. No, and, and again, I think you have so much to offer to the photography industry from this, well, I this hope, perspective. I hope I've given some of it. I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like, I mean, to me, I'm just being me and doing what I'm doing, but it's not rocket scientist. It's not rocket science, you know? Well, the thing that I wanted to touch on, you mentioned yoga earlier, and I know you can share a lot on that. We actually was chatting with my friend Katie in the last pack, uh-huh. podcast episode about yoga. But meditation is something that essentially I know that got you into it. You introduced me to it. And I remember this has been, I don't know, two or three years ago. Uh, we were texting or maybe we, we had chatted on the phone and you were just sharing what you had personally learned about meditation. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I sat down and I made the mistake. I, I, in my mind, I was thinking meditation, it's going to help me relax. And maybe I can sleep better at night, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I sit down and, and try to put into practice a little bit of what I had learned, including what you had, you had shared with me. And I ended up at, with 10 minutes, I think 10 minutes, I was just sitting there a- attempting to meditate. And I ended up so buzzed yeah. that I couldn't go to sleep. I thought I was going to relax and no. go to sleep. But um, anyway, it's kind of a, fu- my, my, a funny introduction to meditation. Ultimately, I've, I've seen incredible benefit from it. Uh, I can always stand to do it more and more consistently. Uh-huh. But share a little bit about how you've benefited from, actually, I'd be curious to hear you define meditation and then how you've benefited mm. from it on a personal and a professional level. I don't know. I, uh, tw- about 20 minutes of meditation can be equivalent to five hours of sleep. And so they recommend not to meditate before you go to bed. It's more um, right before dinner. Um, and to me, you know, when you try, well, the whole thing is to not try. But when you empty the, when you empty the brain um, down the road, you get a lot more do- downloads. And, and your body can recover quick, more quick. Um, so there's a lot of science behind it and I, um, I'm a little out of practice right now to be quite frank. Um, but I love that I have the tools for it. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a, there was a time uh, a few years ago where I did meditate twice, twice a day for 20 minutes, you know, upon waking up and then right before dinner again. Uh, and that was a year that I felt really good, you know, and then life happened, right? I got sick or something happened. I don't remember. And I just stopped doing it. Um, right now my life is my meditative states are more on action, um, in motion, um, whether it's it's the yoga asana practice, which is the which is what traditionally people think of yoga as, you know, going into weird positions. But that's only one limb of yoga, you know, and meditation is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. The idea of yoga um, in the 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 positions, the the active part of yoga, is to become still you know, to actually sit and be able to meditate for a long time to get all the kinks out of the body so your body can sit up straight and not hurt. That's the whole, that's one of the reasons why we do a physical practice of yoga. Um, and I got off track. I don't remember your exact question with well, it. Well, how would you, how would you define meditation? Because it's interesting. You talk about, you know, I think you talked about sitting on your back porch and meditating in the past, but, but then now you're talking about the idea of your meditation being more action. Mm-hmm. So, Obviously, I think meditation is really 
being kind of in the moment, you know, yeah. and and not and any kind of distractions that that come into the head, you acknowledge them, you wave at them, and you let them go. Hmm. Um, you say hi, 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 thought, bye, bye. You know, and which to, sounds so funny, but that concept, I finally embraced that uh-huh. uh, in my attempt at meditation and a meditation practice, and it it totally works. It's yeah. the idea, like you said, of here comes a thought because there is that stereotypical impression that people have about meditation that you're supposed to quote clear your mind, which in and of itself is is accurate or relatively accurate, but they're so focused on that idea and obsessing over the notion that they're not not supposed to think about anything, right? That's how right. they see it. Well, my st- the style of meditation that I've been practicing is a mantra based. Okay. Um, a lot of people will know that as transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trained under the Vedic um, Vedic meditation. Um, which essentially comes from the Himalayan mountains, you know, 5,000 years ago, um, where people would, you know, hike up to the monks in caves and, and, and bring them fruits and flowers and they would learn how to um, meditate. Meditate. Um, I think that it it does relax the mind and you, you are able to become more active during the day when you do a sitting meditation. It's really powerful. I need to do it more, you know, and I encourage everybody to, to set a t- time for it. And I used to be all or nothing kind of person if I don't have 20 minutes I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. but now even if you have five minutes I mm-hmm. think it can be really really beneficial or mm-hmm. say you're say you're driving somewhere and you get somewhere early and you're in your car and you have five minutes just sit close your eyes you know um focus you know you can maybe focus your mind on, on an object or on a color or on a mantra or on a word um, and you just kind of effortlessly uh, focus on that you know the hardest part of meditation is getting to the chair sitting down once you're there it's effortless once you're there it should it shouldn't be hard but it's getting there is the hardest part but isn't that with everything like getting to the gym you know what is that that's half the battle or more than half the battle once you're there you know okay we're here let's do it um let's act right it's the same thing with meditation tim ferris talks about um <laughs> i love tim ferris <laughs> yeah, he, he talks about and i'm not sure if this, this is his idea or something that he had heard but talked about the fact that if you don't have 10 minutes in your day or 20 minutes in your day to meditate, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Then you need to be meditating ultimately. Yeah. Um, but, but again, that it's that proactivity and just the, the conscious choice to make time for that. It's all priorities. Life is mm-hmm. all about priorities. You know, mm-hmm. where you, where, where the, where the mind goes, energy, where the, where the mind goes, energy flows. You mm-hmm. know, I love that. Love that little phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever you're telling yourself, that's what's going to happen. I believe, um, I believe the mind is powerful. So, um, do you and see... if I'm constantly like doing affirmations in my head or like focusing the glass is half full, then then life is going to flow that way. I mean, look at Tom, Tony Robbins. I just talked about him two weeks ago <laughs> and then he comes to my life. I've been winning a lot of stuff too. I've won like three things randomly on Instagram. I haven't been on Instagram very much, but I feel like when you're living your authentic higher self and you're helping other people, um, stuff just comes to you, mm-hmm. you know? Like givers gain, right? You give, and then it just comes back to you tenfold. And I think that's kind of beautiful, and that's how it should be. I think that's a beautiful way to end it too. Awesome. Tell, tell us where. Tell us uh, what your website address is, and how oh, people can get in contact um, with you. My and website hear about is you. Uh, my name. It's nicolegoddard.com. dot com, um, and uh, my Instagram handle is at nicole goddard. Uh, my new website will be launched like within days. Hopefully We're hold before you to I leave. It. Hopefully before I leave for Burning Man, I have yeah. to get my web developer like a login for something. But other than that, um, it should be good to go. I'm super stoked on it. It's, I've been working on it literally for two years. 
Um, mostly just not knowing which images to put up. That's like the hardest part, right? Um, but it's up. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be up, and I'm super happy about it. Um, and I'm excited for how the rest of the year is going to pan out and see what my November and December looks like. That's beautiful. So, yeah. Thank All right, you. guys, check out Nicole's website, NicoleGoddard.com. And my Instagram. And your Instagram. <laughs> and um, good luck at Burning Man. And, Thank you. And seriously, I have so much respect for what you've done to kind of create this freedom for yourself. Mm. And, um, well, kudos to your continued journey in that Thanks, realm. Nathan. I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.